Good morning to all you beautiful souls out there taking time out of your day to listen in to another episode of Dee's Diary. I ask that you go ahead and get comfortable so that we can get started. Everybody's got a story. One that has molded them into who they are. So here's my story. Ups and downs. Good and bad. Take from it whatever lessons you choose. And if it doesn't pertain, just leave it. Come listening as I share my diary. Cause this is D's diary. D's diary. D's diary. Entry two. Dear diary. After my classmates funeral that weekend, I went to work the following week and shared with the teens what had happened. Some of them cried even though they didn't know her. Even the young men who were cracking jokes saying, nobody talks about feelings because they aren't soft, seemed really distraught. One of them said, dang, Miss D, you were just telling us about her. This is crazy. For our discussion topic that day, we ended up talking about grief, although it wasn't what we had picked out the hat. I guess being that they were all still in shock, as was I, we all just needed to talk about death, loss, grief, and the different emotions it brings. Some of the kids talked about losing a parent at a young age and others shared about losing a grandparent or other family members and I shared about losing a cousin when I was younger and that maybe at the time I may not have fully understood what was going on. So the level of pain I should have felt was reduced. The discussion that day was very deep. The upcoming week was exam week, concluding the end of the first semester of college. It had only been six months since having graduated high school. Dang, she didn't even get to finish her first semester of college. I thought to myself, as the teacher was breaking down the next week's schedule as it pertains to the exam for her class. It was Friday and although we had an hour left of class, I had mentally checked out. After class, I headed to the cafeteria and as I walked in, there was a long banner from wall to wall and on it was written, career day, come on in and take a look. As I turned the corner, I saw several tables set up and one or two representatives standing behind each. Every one of the reps had big smiles as they waved at us as an attempt to pull us toward their table. I saw that some tables had candy and others had those mini backpacks. Some had pens and keychains. Mind you, I was already in a rush to catch the bus and had only stopped by the cafeteria to grab a snack to munch on, on my bus ride home. So like every other person in the history of career fairs, I politely walked to each table and said a quick hello and yanked whatever item 
had caught my eye. Some tables had better candy options than others, so I had to make moves wisely. <laughs> I started with the table that had the mini backpacks. The backpack was essential to the mission at hand, so it had to be my first priority. Then I slid to the tables with the candy, grabbed a few Kit Kats, Snickers, Butterfingers, and Twizzlers. Let's be real. Candy goes fast when college children are around. <laughs> Next, I got a hold of about three or so pens from most of the tables that had them. Okay, fine, I will be honest. When the representative behind the table said, oh, take as many as you want. I may or may not have taken a handful, but in the court of law, I will plead the fifth. <laughs> what can I say? Pens can get expensive while in college because either you lose them or the ones who borrow it from you never seem to understand the true definition of borrow. Finally, I made my way to where they had keychains, those fur baby ones. Y'all know the ones I'm talking about. So soft, you always playing with it as you're zoning out thinking about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Who knows? But they're extra soft. I was all set for my ride home. I had a bag full of sweets to carry me through the weekend, enough pens to carry me through the next semester, two keychains, and a mini backpack to hold all my purchases. <laughs> I decided to head out the back door of the cafeteria rather than the side door I originally came through. As I headed toward the door, the last table on my right had two men in uniform with a banner that said, quote, Army Strong. I should have just taken the final two or so steps to reach the outside, but I stopped. Before I could get a word out, one of the men reached out his hand and said, Hello, I'm Staff Sergeant so-and-so. Hi, my name is Dee, I replied, a bit shy. <laughs> what made you stop at this table, he asked. I had to think about a very professional answer because the first response that came to mind was, well, I was almost out the door, but I saw two handsome men out my peripheral, so I stopped. <laughs> but my professional reply was, I saw a sign that said Army Strong and I wanted more information. <laughs> so the staff sergeant, seeming excited, told me they were recruiters and he explained about the different benefits of joining the army and he asked what it was I wanted as a career. At which point I told him I had no clue and that's why I was now pursuing my associates in general studies. We were all silent for about 15 seconds or so. And then the other recruiter broke the silence with the question. So what next? For some reason, his question took my mind back to the previous weekend of my classmate's funeral and also to the first day of college and tears came to my eyes. I don't know if it was how he asked the question or the fact that I was once again faced with that question and still didn't have an answer. They both looked sympathetic and asked if I was okay, at which point I apologized for crying and replied, I guess I'm a little overwhelmed because that's the question I keep asking myself, but don't seem to have a clue how to answer it. I asked them a follow-up question, 
Is the army able to help me answer that question? Maybe they didn't really understand the question I was asking because they continued their spiel about the different jobs available, travel opportunities, and educational benefits, etc. At the conclusion of our conversation, I took their cards and told them I would be in touch. As I exited the building and made my way toward the campus bus stop, that conversation kept replaying in my head. December that year wasn't that cold, but at a certain point in the walk, a cold chill came upon me and after I tightened my scarf and my hand found shelter in my jacket pocket, tears began to roll down my cheeks. I began to feel so lost because I didn't know in what direction my life was going. Looking back now, I would have told 18-year-old me to not overwhelm herself with the future, but she was on her own at that time, feeling as if she had to figure it all out. As I got closer to the bus stop, I wiped the tears off my cheeks, dried my eyes, and fixed my face, just in case I saw someone familiar at the bus stop. That's what we as humans have a tendency to do, right? Wipe away our true feelings and fix our face so we look presentable to the world. Luckily, I didn't see anyone familiar, and when the bus came, I made my way to the back and found a two-seater and put my bag on one and sat by the window. With my hands in my pocket, I pulled my jacket closer and wrapped my arms around my core. As I leaned my cheek against the cold window and the bus ride began, I randomly began to smile as I saw the road covered in clean white snow and snow began falling off the tree. There was such a beauty to the brightness that was created as the sun reflected on the snow. See, nature always has a way of tapping into the sensitive part of my spirit. <laughs> As the ride continued, I stared into the blue skies and I began to imagine what life would be like if I decided to be army strong. Where in the world would I get stationed and what would the people be like that I would meet? Where would they be from? Would they be friendly or always serious as military people are often assumed to be? Because it was my imagination, I let it run wild and interestingly enough, I began to get excited. Excited about, well, all the possibilities. When I got home, I wrote in my diary what had happened early in the day and that maybe I was beginning to have an idea of what my next step might be. I was excited. I didn't share my thoughts with my family until about two or so months later. Well, I didn't share it with my parents until that time. I shared my experience with my older sister that day. As always, she was supportive and said it sounded fun and exciting. The thing was, a year prior, my sister was interested in joining either the Air Force or the National Guard, I can't really remember. And she and my dad had 
either going to see a recruiter and then they came back home and filled out some documents and had to mail it back or so. I can't remember the exact situation, but she and my dad were doing the process together. So anyway, she gave me her blessings, I guess. <laughs> and then I waited until after I did my own research. And then about a month or two later, I told my parents. My dad was in the kitchen when I walked in to share my news. He was reading either something on his phone or a manual or something. I got directly to the point. <laughs> I'm considering joining the army, I said. His reply was simply, oh yeah? As he kept reading his document. Yeah, I replied, a little annoyed by how sly his response was and the fact that he didn't even stop what he was doing. So what are your thoughts, I added. Don't waste your time with that army business. You're in school and doing what you need to do. Don't go getting distracted, he replied. What do you mean? I asked, still annoyed. What do you mean, what do I mean? You don't understand English? <laughs> Liberian parents are masters at slide talks or what we call cheek. Smart remarks. <laughs> so by this time, I'm very annoyed. And so I responded, I do understand English. What I don't understand is why my sister wanted to join the Air Force last year while she was in college and you were taking her to recruiting offices and you were all along for the journey. And now I'm trying to share my interest and you're just shoving it aside. Explain to me how I'm shoving it aside, he asked. I'm telling you to forget about that army business and focus on school. See, when you ask people a question, you like to get mad when you don't get the answer you wanted, he added. So I said, okay, thanks for listening, and marched to my room and cried. <laughs> I filled several pages of my diary with all my annoyance regarding that little chat. See, that's one thing I really appreciate about having a diary growing up. I could pour all my heart and pain worries into it, which helped take some of the burden off me. That day, 18 year old me came to this conclusion. I would just figure life out on my own. Thank goodness I'm 18 and can make my own decisions. I don't need their support. <laughs> A child graduates high school, turns 18, and they be feeling really, really grown. <laughs> See, the thing about me is, I don't like when I share a decision I'm contemplating with someone and they shut me out completely based on their point of view without hearing me out in regards to why it is I want to make that decision. When someone does that, I don't attempt a second time to ask their point of view on that matter or any matter relating to that situation. I guess that explains the next course of action I took. Me and my sister still laugh about that decision to this day. <laughs> well, looks like we have reached our time for today. Be sure to tune in next week, Friday, for Chapter 3 of the Adulthood Series and see what decisions I make. Till next time, God bless. <laughs>